Wow, last week was radical, man. We talked about the beast of the earth, Revelation chapter 13. 13 was the uh, radical presence of the beast and like the dragon and he performed great signs so that even so even that he made fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men this is was the brainwashing of the antichrist satan trying to get non-believers to follow him so that they will reign with him in the end so that he could they could come against the believers on the earth and mess with them. This is what the book of Revelation teaches. This is what uh, the Bible says here. This is the radical message of the angels of God, Jesus Christ, talking to John on the island of Patmos. He's going to try to deceive all the nations. He's going to be deceiving himself through using either governments, people, whatever he can, he will deceive Many nations with great signs. And we talked about it last week. We talked about his, you know, beautiful speeches. He's going to be able to speak really very, very good. He'll have an answer for everything. Satan will be, you know, it'll be a mass deception prophesied by Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 8 and 9, actually. 2 Thessalonians Two, eight, and nine, and so we talked about the mark of the beast, and it's the equivalent to the name of the beast and the number of his name. And apparently, the mark of the beast, in some sort of identifies proof of ownership of loyalty. This is the number six, six, six. People will have put on their right hand or their forehead, and basically, it's a seal on their foreheads, and it's a mark. Of evil, it's a counterfeit seal of Jesus Christ. It's a counterfeit. He wants to have non-believers to take this mark spiritually, metaphorically. We're talking about the evil mark of the beast, and this mark is six six six. It's also described as the number of a man. The beast is merely a man, not a god. As the sign might suggest, the number six, just short of seven. And basically, the number, this 666, you know, he's not God. It's a false god. It's it's the Antichrist basically trying to deceive the world to bring him in subjection to himself to be worshipped as God. Listen, believers, trust me, it's coming to the end. Father God, we come before you. Lord, we ask that you, Lord, speak through us through this uh, prophetic book, Father. And by your Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys, man. Listen, last week we talked about the beast of the earth and how he was coming up. And now we're going to be talking about how the beast is going to get whipped down in chapter 14 of Revelation. We talked about the, the, the mark of the beast. The number is the 666, the great signs. We talked about the beast, how people will be deceived. We talked about the book of life and how if you want eternal salvation, it only comes through Jesus Christ. And we talked about how God restrains evil and how he can restrain it in our own life. Like Adam and Eve sinned, God sent them out of the garden and sealed it off. So according to Genesis 
This is not a matter of retaliation by God, but a protection from the possibility of eating from the tree of life and being separated from him forever. Listen, we're naturally born sinners. And we believers have to understand that we came out of our mother's womb as sinners. You're thinking, man, I don't understand this Bible or what it means. But know this, Revelation is a love letter to non-believers and believers to show you that Jesus Christ is coming back. And it's a spiritual message of hope. It's a metaphoric message of victory. And you're like, well, I don't understand. Well, you can't understand. It is. It's easy. People try to make it hard. Basically, after Adam and Eve sinned, God had to send his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Because we were blow it. We couldn't do it on our own. We needed a savior. We couldn't. We needed someone to take our sins from us. Jesus Christ tested us in the garden to see what we really were. But he knew what we were. But he wanted free will because free will is the key to understanding God and following Jesus Christ. Everything that we do is a choice in this world. We can choose to be violent. We can choose to be loving. We can choose to be forgiving. And we can choose to be merciful. And we can choose to put on Christ every day. A lot of believers don't understand this. This is why I'm talking about Revelation chapter 14 because we're getting ready for the 144 because they were redeemed and they were redeemed and they were they were Hebrews. They were virgins. It was a symbolic of symbolic. Remember that word symbolic? A symbolic of spiritual purity. Look at 2 Corinthians note takers Chapter 11, verse 2. But they were redeemed believers who would not compromise with the evil. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Believers, we don't need to compromise with the evil of this world. We can put on Christ every single day and bathe in his love and in his mercy in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Listen. Revelation chapter 14 and verse 1 says, Then I behold, then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount, on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads, and I heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters. It's interesting because God talks about, the Bible talks about when, when God talks, his voice sounds of many waters. We see in Ezekiel chapter 43, verse 2, it says, and Behold, the glory of, of the God of Israel came from the way of the east and his voice was like a noise of many waters and the earth shined with his glory believers time is short revelation 13 and 14 is describing the obedience that we believers need to have to carry on when we go to be with the lord jesus christ amen and you see the voice like thunders it's radical I mean, can you imagine water and thunder? I, I know it's a spiritual, heavenly thing. I mean, when we're in heaven, you're going to be able to hear his voice and his thunder. It's going to be beautiful. And I heard the sound of a harpist playing in their harps. Verse 3 says, they sing as it was there, were a new song before the throne. 
These were the 144,000, man. These are the ones that are going to be left behind when Jesus Christ, when, when it hits the fan, God is going to come back. These are the ones that are going to be left behind. Praising the Lord, going out there. Instead of the seal that the devil has on people, this is the godly seal on their heads. This is the seal of Jesus Christ making, no, making known to mankind that no one's going to be able to touch them. Okay? I mean, there's going to be a song, a new song, that only the 144,000 know how to sing it, learn it, because it's a heavenly song that's before God's throne. That's how powerful this is. This is the end, end, boom, end time stuff, man. And this is radical because we're living in it. And you may think, oh, really? Yeah, it's very ironic how you look from 1970 and you see the destruction and the sin a million times stronghold. And it all started from the computer. It all started from technology. It seems like to and fro is already here. Only non-believers, some believers don't understand because they're too busy trying to survive in this world. They don't see it. You know, people want that calm little voice from within them that Satan likes to trick them. You're thinking, what is he talking about? It's simple. We went from payphones to iPhones. We went from tiny antennas on a TV, from cable TV, from cable TV to satellite, from satellite to giant TVs. You all ever walk into these houses and you see these big old TVs? Well, look at my TV. Oh, my TV's bigger. It's almost like a TV competition. And we see idols that are being displayed everywhere in public places. We see, if you read the Bible, you'll see the end times happening right before your own, your own eyes. I see a spiritual Babylon. I see an American spiritual Babylon. The eyes are blind. They don't see, not everybody, but a majority of non-believers, almost all of them, and some believers don't see some. I don't want no emails. They don't see what's going on. There's a blind on their eyes. Well, the 144,000 will not be blind. They're going to be going and marching through and being the witness that Jesus Christ calls them to be. Here's the question. What are we doing with Jesus Christ? What are we doing with his message? What are we doing with his, his name? What are we doing with his word of God, his word? Imagine going to the doctor and the doctor saying you have six months to live. What do you do? You, oh, you have all this money. Oh, what are you going to do? Take it with you? I'm going to give it to the poor. Oh, it's not going to save you. What are you going to say? What, 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 what matters anymore? What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but yet loses his soul? Or what will a man exchange for his soul? I believe... This world is a test from God and that we believers are passing it by getting in the word of God and fellowshipping with one another in love and putting on Christ and reading our Bible, living for Jesus, making the right decisions. You're thinking, wow, you know, I thought I was going to get the scare message of revelation. No, no, this is what some pastors do so they can get that tithing money. I'm not about that. I'm about facts. I'm about 
biblical theology with, with facts. These are the facts, okay? You're getting the facts of the Bible, okay? You're getting the word of God, and you're going to get it for free. Because Jesus said, who, God said, who he sets free is what? Free indeed. No one can learn this song. Verse 3, they sing it, and it was a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders talking about heaven. And no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who are not defiled with women, for they are virgins. Some say, oh, it's a spiritual virgin. It's They're born-again Hebrews. Because we don't know. We don't know if they're, they're the virgins are, are virgin of, you know, spiritual or the other virgin. But we do know that they are Hebrews. They're 144,000. They're Hebrews. 144,000, the tribes, different tribes divided. Equal to 144. They won't compromise. They're not going to compromise with sin. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. They're not going to go for the false doctrine and they're not going to worship the beast because the beast is coming. It's already here. Yeah. And so we see the first fruits here that are coming up like a crop. Okay. Listen to this. Let me go back over here. It says in verse three, they were redeemed from among men by, by being their first fruits. Listen, These are the ones who are not defiled with women, for they are virgins. They are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. Listen. Are we following the Lamb wherever He goes? These were redeemed from among the men, being the first fruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit. Man, I wish I could be like them. Wow, and you're preaching? No, man, I'm a sinner. For they were without fault before the throne of God. It's hard to be without fault. When you try, you just get beat down again. I get it. Look, someone cuts you off the freeway. Hey, get out of my way. You know, it's cuss, cuss, bang, bang. We're sinners. But these are the ones that are going to be ready to go, man. They're faithful all the way to the end. They're the first fruits. They're doing, they're, they're, they're the ones that are faithful to God. These are the ones. I mean, it's radical. They're going to be the ones that are harvesting, bro. They're going to get out there and they're going to be spreading the word in the end. That's how merciful Jesus Christ is. It's just going to be harder for non-believers and believers that are the so-called believers to come to Christ because the church is going to be taken out. We talked about that in Revelation chapter four, one through five, actually. Chapter one through, chapter one, verse one, all the way to chapter five. Listen, the heaven opened up and John saw that it was, we were taken out. Harpazo, the Greek word, it's harpazo. H-A-P-R-P-A-R-Z-O to be caught up in a, in a twinkling of an eye. Boom, taken out. But they had no, they, these are the first fruits of God. Listen, they were redeemed and they went and followed the lamb wherever he went. These were the redeemed from among men being first fruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was no deceit, for they were without fault before the throne of God. Listen, then I saw another 
angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the offspring of water. And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, the great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Then the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on the forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the, of the wine and the wrath of God. Basically, don't take the mark of the beast. It's coming. People are going to say, oh, you need to take this to buy and sell. or You need this mark on your forehead. To do something for, for to, to succeed in life or whatever it may be, it's the mark of the beast. But it's it's not it's 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 a false it's a false system that will lead you to hell. We're seeing Babylon here mentioned as God's judgment, man. This is what makes them upset. It's the it's the sin of this world. But we see that the angels that are flying around with the gospel, if you go to Matthew chapter 28, 16 through 20, it's the great commission, man. It's simple. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain, which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted, some doubted because you're going to have that today. They don't believe they'd rather drink alcohol or smoke dope or, or do whatever they got to do to cover that void in their heart, they don't want to trust in the Lord or they don't know how. Believers, listen, pray for them. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on the earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I, that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Amen. God is always going to be there for us. Look at the angels are even preaching. Here we see the angels even preaching right here in the end. Verse 8 says, And another angel followed him, saying, Babylon is following, it's following the great city. You see this? It's going to be a, a judgment, man. It's going to happen. But we don't got to worry because we're going to be out of here, man. God's going to take us out of here. In Revelations 12, we see Satan thrown out of heaven, man. It's going to be, he's on the earth, man. This is his domain. This is his place. But we got to be careful that we don't fall in the same pattern as what the enemy is doing. Listen, we got to be careful. Satan is leading this world in false narratives. He's trying to play people against each other. He's trying to work a plan to destroy believers. He's trying to destroy pastors. He's trying to destroy leaders. He's trying to destroy anybody that wants to stand for Jesus Christ. That's what I'm talking about this morning. We got to be ready to stand. We see that God's wrath is going to be poured out with full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be, it says it here. Listen to this in verse, in, in verse, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It says it in verse 9. And a third angel followed. Listen to this. He followed them saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and, and receives his mark on his forehead 
or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out in full strength into the cup of his indignation. Listen, he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in his presence of the lamb. And verse 11 says, and the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. So listen, what is he talking about? He's talking about this system. These choices that we make every day that slowly gets us in the hot pot of water. What do, what do you mean, Pastor? Listen, here's what he's talking about. You take, I'll just say it one word. You take a cold pot of water, throw some salt in there, stick it on your stovetop, throw some lobsters in there, turn it on very slow. And eventually the lobster is tricked and doesn't know eventually that the water is boiling. And they're in a pot of boiling water, which is, I believe, America, spiritually Babylon, not Babylon, spiritual Babylon. And I see the, the lobster being slowly brought to a boil. And these are the non-believers who are in a pot and believers, some of them who think they're believers in a pot and they're getting boiling and it's just starting to boil. And now Satan is laughing because he's the cook. He's the one on the earth and he's preparing you for Hades. So that you can be tormented day and then day and night. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Well, keep drinking your booze. Keep living in your sinful life. Keep making these choices. Everybody wants to sin, but they don't want to read the Bible. Well, that's kind of hard. No, it's not actually. He's saying, and eventually you will go ahead and take the mark of the beast. A little sin leavens the lump. You, you compromise here, you take from there. Pretty soon, you don't know what to do. Don't you remember? The, these are these scams that you see in these churches today. Oh, I know how to make you rich. Yeah, the pyramid scams. You just get Bobby to get Peter and, and you suck him into this insurance scam. And then <laughs> the rule 72 and we... Take your money in your stock market and we invest your money. And then pretty soon Tina's involved, all her friends and Davy's involved. And all these people are involved in this pyramid scam. But only one master's getting the money. And that's the devil. Stay out of business. Go to someone that went to college with, with a stockbroker uh, degree. You know, a big time producer. If you're going to invest. But see, Satan's trying to invest on the economy spiritually. And he's poisoning your minds with, with little leaven takes a love, little here, little there, little here, little there. Then pretty soon the whole church is in this pyramid scam at the church. And they're going to the pastor saying, oh, my money's gone. I gave it to Peter. Well, what happened to it? Well, Peter took it to Jan and Jan took it to Larry. Larry took it to this and, and all this scams, pyramid scams. Jesus is saying, take your scams and your shams. And throw them in the gutter. Make a spiritual scam. Only a real one. Here's the scam. Here's the real scam how it works. You get Paul to accept Jesus Christ freely. He then, Holy Spirit lives in him. And the Holy Spirit dwells in him. And then that Holy Spirit, our Holy Spirit, goes for Jan. Jan gets it. Larry gets it. Larry gives it to Tina. Tina gives it to Tom. Tom gives it to Barry. Barry gives it to 13 people. Maybe Cindy preaches to him. 
A hundred people at a woman's Bible study, but doesn't preach, teaches. Those hundred people get saved, and then now you got thousands and thousands. This is the real scam. It's a spiritual truth scam. Satan wants to deceive you, make you think that the apple or the grass is greener on the other side. And it's not. It's spiritual. We compromise. We're so smart. We have so much time in our mind and we think of things that we can't answer. And the mind plays with our brain. Our brain plays with our mind. And it's like a ping pong ball. Boom, 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 boom. And Satan's going, ha, 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 ha. Here's another one for you. Here's another one for you. Here's another one for you. Jump off the Grand Canyon. And then pretty soon, you're standing in front of the Grand Canyon. And people are like, don't do it. And he wants to send you to hell. Don't do it. Don't jump. Believers, believe me, Satan is on a prowl. And this mark of the beast isn't some 666, it's on her forehead. It's a spiritual, metaphorically way of saying that you better make better choices in life so you don't end up on the Grand Canyon wanting to jump off of it. Because Jesus doesn't want you to jump off of it. Satan tried to tell Jesus to jump off the Grand Canyon. He said, I'll give you all of this if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus said, get behind me, fool. You don't talk to God like that. Believers, listen. It's a spiritual scam that Satan wants to deceive you. And it's called sin. It's called eating the sin, letting the sin wager death. Because God sent his only begotten son to die for us so that we don't have to live in sin. We can live in the life of Christ. We can be like him. We can't be him. But we can have him live in us and live for us. We can get off the drama and rest. We don't got to worry anymore. I used to complain a lot. and God told me, be quiet. You're sitting. You're not resting and trusting in me. I used to cuss a lot. Still kind of do once in a while. Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner. Okay, I'm going to lie to you. I'm a perfect person. I don't have a 501c3. I don't, I don't care. I'm about Jesus. I'm about lifting believers up, teaching them the word of God, how I was taught by the Holy Spirit and by a college. But college doesn't save us. Listen, Revelation is a love letter that Paul, that John wrote on the island of Patmos when he was beat up and suffered. They tried, do you know they tried to cook him in oil, believers? They tried to cook him in oil and he escaped. He said, I'm out of here, man. God allowed that oil not to heat up to a certain degree so he can get out and go. And there he had the visions with the angels telling him, wake up. It's happening. Yes, it's happening. You see, God doesn't want you to, God doesn't send nobody to hell. We send ourselves by not choosing the only begotten son for whom by his righteousness saved us. We can't let the devil play with our mind anymore. It's, 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 it's retarded. Some people do it in church. They like to play head games. Stay away from them. There's a rock and roll song called Head Games. Listen to it. I mean, I mean, sorry. I mean, this is, but here's the deal, man. Live in the truth, and the truth is Jesus Christ. God is going to torment the people, is what he's saying, is when you, 
Okay, take the mark of the beast, and yes, there will be a mark of the beast, because eventually, throughout the sin, and throughout the sin, and throughout the sin, slowly, 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 you don't know how you got there. It's like a Ponzi scam. You borrowed money from Larry, and then you, you stole it from Steve. You stole it from Steve to give it back to Larry. Pretty soon, the government's like, dude, where's all the money at? Nobody has the money but you, and you lost it. That's the scam. Don't be, I'm trying to compare this to the lobster in the water. Believers, don't let Satan trick you slowly and slowly by compromising with the word of God. Live in the truth. Or you'll die in your sin. And verse 11 says, And the smoke of their torment ascended forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night. They're being tortured. Whoever worships the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his, of his name. It's the devil. Satan, living in sin. And then the day you die, you're judged. And God says you're judged. Here's the patience, verse 12. The patience of the saints. What does patience say? Remember James chapter 1, verse 1 says, Brethren, count it all joy when we fall into various trials. Trials means problems. Because knowing that the trials, the problems, produce patience, but let patience have its prophetic work. We grow through trials. We learn through trials. We love through trials. It builds our character. It builds our godly character. It allows us to, to bank on Jesus Christ and to know who he is and to grow closer to him. God will give us trials to grow closer to him. It's his way of saying, hello, I'm real. <laughs> Listen, because he loves us. <clears throat> verse, verse 12 says, here's the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. These are the ones. And then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, right, right, you know, get, get your pen and pencil. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the spirit that they may rest for their labors and their works. Follow them. Believers, it's, I, I'm going to go over a little bit, but I got to tell you this and we'll end with this. We got to get ready. Next week, we're going to talk about reaping of the year's harvest. But we're going to get ready, man, because we have to get ready, man, because God is coming and he loves us. We have to get ready. We're going to rest when we die. We're going to go to heaven, us believers. We're not going to worry. We're going to die in the Lord. And we are going to be set for eternity. The non-believers, I, I don't know. I can't tell you where they're going to go. But I'm not going to be that lobster in the water being cranked up with the salt and the, and the cold water. And slowly you don't know where you're at anymore. And you're dizzy. Like you're in a wilderness. Or better yet, and we'll finish with this. You ever go into the ocean? Don't go too far. I don't, I don't want you to. But if you go to the ocean and you... Keep swimming. Soon you can't see the shore anymore. Because if you turn left, it's now all blue and you don't know where you're at no more. So now you're going to, now you swim even further thinking you're going back to the shore. And God's saying, I'm over here. 
Come to the shore. Swim to the shore. I'm over here. And then you can't see the shore anymore. And then God sends, you know, a coast guard. We got to be like Jesus. It's not hard. We just got to allow him in us to work in us. Father, we come before you. We thank you for your love, Lord, and your mercy. Lord, we don't want to go left. We want to go right, Father. We want to be right with you, Jesus. We're in this ocean together, Father, and we see the right way to turn. And that's to the shore, Lord, to your your shore, Father, your blood, your blood on the cross that redeemed us, Jesus. And so we thank you, Father, for this, Lord, and we know that you, Father, are going to be there for us no matter what we trust in this. So, Lord, we, we accept you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. And we know that you have a plan for us, Father. We love you, Lord. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts, Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys, man. And listen, next week, we're going to talk about the, the, the prelude of the bold judgments, the, the, the reaping of the earth harvest, man, and and remember Christ comforts you he comforted his disciples in John chapter 14 it says let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would I, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also. And where I go, you know the way. You know. <laughs> what a radical scripture. God bless you guys. And remember, jump into the arms of Jesus and stay faithful to God and don't compromise. A little leaven leavens a lump. And God will always forgive you of your sins no matter what. Jesus loves you guys. There's always a way out. Come to the cross. Come to his love and his mercy and his redemption in him. In Jesus' name, God bless you guys, man. I love you guys and thank you for growing in his word.